Hi, Damien Marcus from 100 Not Out here. MP. Yes, Damo. We all know the importance of having a diary, but who wants a boring old day planner? Not me. Enter the journey of me. Ta-da! The incredible eight-month wellness journal designed especially for wellness peeps like you. Yes, Damo, this beautiful eight-month wellness guide is filled with questions, planners, exercises, reflective notes, and more. Endorsed by the Up For A Chat girls and loved the world over, the journey of me is a must-have if you're ready to live your best life for life. To purchase your very own journey of me and receive a free set of inspirational postcards, simply enter the code COUCH at www.wellandnew.com. That's www.w-e-l-l-i-n-e-u-x.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Christoph. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, weekly show dedicated in bringing wellness to our lives. You know, Damien, uh, a few months, I remember about a year ago, I was actually traveling, walking around Sydney and was trying to find a place to eat. And you recommended a store to me. We I was walking there. down and uh, yeah, right. We, we were actually selfies. We did, it was absolutely amazing. And so uh, that's when I discovered this amazing store to start it and thrive. This is right downtown in the Sydney, uh, Sydney CBD. And I just, I was, I just want to know the owner. Uh, I saw the, the books uh, that was put, 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 uh, put out there in the front. So it was actually in people we interviewed. And I actually took my son there to the new, one of the newest stores in Macquarie um, uh, Center here. And my son absolutely loved it. And he had, it's like this little thing with uh, Christian when I, it's like little daddy day where he gets to eat uh, sweet potato mash, uh, hamburger, and uh, I can't order. It's just, he just absolutely loved it with some berry g- uh, smoothie. It was fantastic. So would you like to introduce our next special guest for today's podcast? Sure, LT. I'm still actually having a little giggle because Brett's got this inflection at the end of his voice when he introduces himself. So I'm trying to get the smile off my face. It's been four years and it's been this, and I'm Brett Hill. But now it's I'm Brett Hill. So I don't okay. know what he's up. He's on some kind of happiness. Maybe I'm doing he's it gone, just for you, he's gone. He's gone from just paleo to vegetarian. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, he's like the load. A little bit his bowels are working well. I'm not too sure. Something's happening, but it's good. <laughs> good on him. Hey, uh, last year, boys, uh, in June, uh, we interviewed um, Josh Sparks from Thrive, and uh, it was a great interview because uh, you know Josh, being a champion of change, helping uh, people access fast food, but in a healthy way, um, started the Thrive um, food chains, and uh, and they've you know popped up and they've been spreading around, and they're doing a great job. Um, but of course, there's demand for this healthy food, and um, and we want our children to eat really well. And I heard just recently that. Thrive of um, are putting on a children's menu and a massive big push to help get our children healthy. So I thought, why not get Josh back on the call today, or at least back on the Wellness Guys, and have a chat about it. So I'd love to welcome back to the Wellness Guys, Josh Sparks. How are you, mate? Great. Thanks, Damien. Josh, it is really great to have you back on here. Um, we don't always have, in fact, we very rarely have somebody back on twice, but it is a really powerful message that you're spreading. Um, you've got a great uh, concept uh, with your stores. I really enjoy going to your stores when I'm in Sydney and in Melbourne at the Emporium here in Melbourne and uh, and getting a, a great feed. Um, and we sit down and we just absolutely love it. And we look around and there's people buying suvalakis and there's people buying Maccas and there's people buying just crap, 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 crap food. Right. And, uh, and it's concerning because there's more... More fat people around than skinny people eating bad food, and um, and it's worrying because you know it's costing us a fortune just to help them stay alive. Um, yes. But wouldn't it be great if they all just ate your food? Don't you think that'd be good? 
<laughs> well, yes, um, I, I think that would be fantastic. I would love that. But um, you, you know, you've you, you've hit right on um, what what inspired me to start the business in the first place. And um, you know, we touched on this last last chat, so I won't go into it now. But it's just looking around at all the unnecessary hardship associated with poor eating choices, um, personal hardship, societal hardship, economic hardship. It just it seems like such. Um, it, it just seems a bit silly and it seems like it relatively easily solved if we can make it convenient, affordable, quick and easy, just sort of eliminating those excuses for not eating well and making those better lifestyle choices. Josh, I'm curious about this new kids menu. Um, was the new kids menu introduced because of demand for people wanting food for their kids or was it because you guys just decided you wanted to do something about the stuff the kids were eating? So was it driven by the demand or was it driven by you guys or a bit of both? Uh, it was mainly driven by us because uh, I don't think our, our customer is, um, is typically telling us what they want so much as coming to us and, and hearing you know, how we've curated the, the best of healthy eating for them. So we, we get fantastic feedback on what we're doing. We don't get a lot of suggestions from customers. It's actually something that we, we would like to hear more from customers in terms of what they think is missing on the menu. Uh, but we, we more get constructive criticism about, look, we love this, but it's a bit too pricey or we, we, we love that, but you know, we'd love to see a slightly different different serving size or whatever. So it wasn't so much people coming to us and saying what we really need to see is a kid's menu. It was a little more selfish than that. I've got two kids, um, single dad, I've got a, a nine-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son and finding healthy food for them to eat when we're out about, even though I own Thrive cafes is incredibly difficult and it really started from just that very selfish desire to have something for, for my kids to eat that would be really good for them and then also recognizing as we push further into suburban locations like Macquarie or even downtown Canberra where there is a, a fair amount of family traffic on the weekends, it's just sort of silly for us to feed mum and dad and see mum and dad sitting at one of our tables with um, you know fries or a croissant or whatever for their, for their kids. And, and it's worth buying food for us and just asking us to make smaller sizes or whatever. But we just hadn't kind of connected the dots to the extent that we have with this new menu. So it's, it's really about using all the same ingredients that we use in store, taking out a bit of the spice and a bit of the kind of flavor complexity that not all kids are you know, into. And also just, just dressing it up in a way that makes it feel a bit more fun. Uh, so that's, that's the idea. That's great, Josh. I love that. And you've just said, Josh, that you want feedback. You want people to say what they want from your stores. And then you mentioned regional centers. So I just thought I'd chip in and say we'd love to have a store in Adelaide. <laughs> We're pretty regional down here. So when are you going to come to Adelaide and give us something down here, mate? I'd love That's to That's like the outback, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Where's Adelaide? <laughs> All in good time. Oh, we love Adelaide. Um, Adelaide's great. Yeah, Josh. So a couple of things that you have mentioned about that uh, you got to make you know, the food a little bit different. So what are some of the, I mean, obviously you said mentioned about fun, but what do you find with kids nowadays? I mean, what, what is the challenge of creating a kid's menu? I mean, there's obviously got to be big challenges, you know, creating a, a, an adult menu is, is, is pretty, pretty tough already, but what's the challenge when you, when you got to create a kid's menu and what things have you actually done to create that? Yeah, sure. Great question. So, Kids, are, look, as we all know, if we've, if we've got kids or even if we're just out and about with uh, friends who have kids, it, the kids' menus are typically absolute rubbish. It's chicken nuggets, it's pizza, it's macaroni and cheese, it's, it's highly processed carbohydrate-driven meals that give kids a quick hit of sugar, which as we all know from all the research, lights up all those kind of uh, receptors in the brain that, that, that signal a reward pathway. Kids, kids love it. 
and they're also not of an age to know kind of why they love it and why they perhaps should make slightly different choices. So I think we're getting kids into a really bad habit very young by feeding them carbohydrate-heavy meals that are highly, highly processed, uh, typically with a bunch of added sugar. So, so, so that if we're talking about what kids enjoy, I think that they enjoy unsurprisingly, what we have taught them to consider as kids-focused meals, which are very bready, very pastry, sugary, uh, lots of processed ingredients. And for the same reasons that we do as adults, because you know, from an evolutionary perspective, carbohydrates are relatively rare and the ancestral diet and, and, and they were to be craved and they were to be stored as body fat quickly. And so we, we tend to enjoy them. So there's good reason for all this, but unfortunately, we've really hammered home with kids through all these kids' menus from McDonald's right the way through to relatively decent restaurants insist on serving kids rubbish food, which sets them up very, very badly for the future. In terms of what we've done um, in, in taking the ingredients that we use, which are all whole food, locally sourced, you know, all the, all, all the good stuff, veggies, um, uh, fresh produce and, and Aussie proteins, is just looked at ways of combining them that were a little bit simpler. So um, not adding sugar or obviously we don't do that at all, none of that kind of rubbish. But just by, you know, if we're using a, a, a garlic pesto or if we're using a, a, a little bit of uh, chili or if we're using um, a, a herb mix that's a little bit too complex, an Asian sort of um, coriander heavy um, herb mix that just might be a little bit too much for a five-year-old or six-year-old. We're just looking at other ways of combining those ingredients and, and really dressing it up as, as a bit of fun. So you, you're still going through the process of building a bowl uh, using some veggies, using some protein and using some sauce, just as you would or some, some condiments as you would as an adult, but it's just a simpler mix. So with the, the grilled chicken or with the pulled beef or the roasted pork as proteins, for example, we're not offering you that on the grilled chicken, you, you're not getting the, the, the garlic and basil pesto unless you're specifically asking for it. On the pork, we use a Vietnamese. Um, well, at the moment, it's a roast pork with an apple sauce, but we're about to move into spring summer, so it's going to a, a Vietnamese pork. It's a delicious sauce on the, on the Vietnamese pork, but it's probably a bit too much for most kids. So we're just holding back on the sauce and then promoting the idea of, look, add some avocado for a bit of flavor, um, some roasted tomato, a boiled egg. Um, and if you do want sauce, we, we're giving them a simpler version of our own proprietary sources. So we have to make all our own sources to avoid sugar and gluten, um, as well as bad oils. So um, we do a, a simplified version of our southern barbecue sauce that we do with the beef. And we just, there's a little less spice in it. So it, it tastes a lot like a, a craft barbecue sauce, but it just doesn't have sugar in it. We use honey. Um, and in the Lebanon herb sauce, same again. It's a simplified version. It's just got a little less spice and a little less garlic. So it's not, it's not really rocket science. It's about getting the same base ingredients because the same ingredients that are healthy for adults are healthy for kids, you know, to state the obvious. It's, it's what human beings thrive on. And I'm sorry for getting the thrive plug in there, but it's, it, it's, what, we all, <laughs> it's what we all need. Punny. And we're, we're little versions or we're bigger versions. We need the same raw material. It's just about presenting it in a way that is a little bit more palatable to little people and a, um, obviously the serving size is a bit smaller and then dressing it up as a bit of fun. So introducing these cartoon characters and just having a bit of fun with the naming of the dishes. And, you know, it's, it's really just about recognizing that kids are going to benefit from the same nutrients that just need to approach it in a way that's a little bit more tailored to their, their younger brains. Uh, so good, great point there, mate. That um, you know, with the little versions of us, and what they don't need to have kids' food, so to speak. It's just the same food in smaller portion size. That's maybe a little bit more exciting um, with cartoon characters. And you guys have done that because you've named some things, haven't you? Like, like pebbles and bam bam bowl of free range scrambled eggs and bacon. 
Yeah. Um, you got the yeah. pancake poppers, which are, you know, that sounds really exciting because I know my son Jackson loves pancakes. He loves them. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad. Um, he'll eat them <laughs> just because they're yeah. a pancake. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know. Yeah. Could, it could taste disgusting, but because it's a pancake, he'll love it, you know. Um, it, and so then you've introduced other characters like Captain Thrive, who's going to go and attack the evil Lord Sugar, all these sorts of things that kind of make it fun for kids. Is, is, um, is this going to be a really big deal for you guys, um, just making it a lot of fun? Have you got, you know, characters running around in suits? I hope so. I mean, that's that's the ultimate objective. So Steph, who's our our creative director, just can't wait to dive into this in a bigger way. And we we wanted to launch it for the last menu, even though we're a little bit short on headcount to really kind of fully flesh it out right now. So we wanted to launch it um, and almost a bit of a soft launch, I guess, like get feedback from the market, see what kids were into, see what they're relating to. And then for next season and subsequent seasons, we'll just we'll start to flesh out the story so that the background to these characters and the storytelling that goes with you know their specific preferences for certain nutrients and how they get superpowers by eating sweet potato versus you know french fries or whatever we, we want to have some real fun with that um we've actually had a little bit of pushback um from the uh conventional nutritionist community around calling sugar evil uh believe it or not wow. so, so i can't imagine that they'd be upset with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and oh goodness we all need to develop a sense of humor i think but um so so we we are we are going to have a bit of fun with that and probably be a little bit cheeky about it but just to the extent that you kind of um just the extent that you want to be to, to engage kids in the storytelling without freaking them out. Like, like we, we don't want to scare kids about the occasional bit of sugar. So we talk about evil, evil Lord Sugar eats nothing but sugar, right? So that's why he's a little bit deranged. Um, so we, we don't want to scare kids away from certain foods completely. We just want to really start to instill this idea that, that there's certain there's certain foods that you need to be really careful about, and an occasional treat at a, at a birthday party or whatever. No one wants to be a Nazi about it. But on the flip side, if every single meal you're eating has added sugar, is dominated by carbohydrates, and is full of processed chemicals and, and preservatives, probably not a great decision. So we just want to start to to, to flesh that out. And um, you know, we've we, we've contacted a children's book author. Um, I'm attempting to write a cartoon, which is just going terribly. I don't think it's my my calling, unfortunately. But we definitely want to flesh this out over the next couple of seasons. That sounds great, Josh. And you know, one of the things I think that will happen as a result of this is that parents who come in with their kids, they're going to eat some of these meals, and the kids are going to discover that healthy food can be a bit more fun and can be a bit more tasty. And hopefully that'll make it easier for the parents when they get home to start making Absolutely. some different healthier stuff as well. So I guess, have you found that that's been happening? And, and I guess the second part to that is, you know, what are some good recipes and some good stuff you've introduced into your menu that people can start taking home and, and making at home as well? Look, it's um, so to answer those two questions in part. Yeah, the, the feedback from parents has been fantastic. That they've 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 actually been able to go home and say, "Hey, remember those little pancakes that we had at Thrive? Let's make them at home." Or you know, remember those zucchini noodles where we you know they spiral up the noodles and it looks like spaghetti, but it's not. You know, let's do that at home. So the feedback from parents has been extremely encouraging, and and um, I'm just delighted with that because the reality is this is never going to be a huge part of our business, right? Like this is the the, the kids menu for a, a Thrive themed restaurant is never going to be the dominant part of our business. This, we're not doing this to make dough. But if we can encourage 
parents to take what they love about Thrive and, and this whole lifestyle home and start to educate the next generation around what great eating is, then that just tickles me pink. And then maybe one day it will, it will go into something a bit bigger. But to address the, the, the second part of your question, what some of the things that they're specifically calling out as, as working well, I mean, the, the pancakes that we do, which is you know an almond flour-based uh, pancake, there's a bunch of these recipes on online. We use the little mini, um, they, they're called Dutch minis or some, sometimes people call them um, donut hole pancake makers. You can The consumer versions are $19 from Kmart and you can make the batter and then put it in this little little, uh, it's little sort of a plastic, it almost looks like a, a clamshell that you, you, you push together and it creates these perfectly round, fluffy little pancakes. They're just, they're just divine. And the kids, as you, as you mentioned, the kids don't know that they don't know whether it's you know gluten containing flour and a whole bunch of added sugar, or whether you used almond flour and some pure vanilla. They that they don't know. They just not taste great. Um, in terms of the the other things that have worked really well, um, that think little things like the zucchini noodles. Uh, you know, you just again, you guys would be super familiar with this. You can buy these again from from Kmart or Target or whatever for about twenty thirty dollars, and they're just the hand operated. I got mine from Kogan. It was unreal. There you go, right? And yeah, you know, and it takes thirty seconds to do a whole zucchini, and it's it's faster than pasta, no pun intended. And it's um, it, I don't I don't think it'd be much more expensive. I guess it would be slightly more, but we're talking kind of you know ten or twenty cents here or there, and kids love it. And we call you know at home we we started calling it slimy pasta because it was green, and then they started calling it Hulk pasta, and and so it's kids can really jump into that and and have some fun with it, and and we we were playing with them, and you know the kids had hold one and I hold the other and it's spring into the bowl. And so you can make this kind of stuff playful and, um, and joyous and start to inject a sense of fun into preparing fresh food at home with your kids. It's not going to take any longer than by the time you open that pack of pasta and boil the water and put it in and half the pasta is going to go to waste because it gets weevils and all the rest of it, you could have, you could have spiralized 10 zucchinis and had a bunch of fun with your kids. So little, little things like that. And then in terms of the proteins, as we just touched on, it's exactly the same proteins that we eat. It's, it's grilled chicken, it's pulled beef, it's roasted pork, it's boiled eggs it's it's all the quality sources of of protein just minus some of the you know the spice and the herbs that that we as adults tend to get a bit adventurous with um you just kind of hold off on that and then if they do want a bit more flavor try to find it's very difficult to find low sugar sources that aren't full of chemicals at retail but it's pretty easy to make them at home if you spend a bit of time online looking at recipes but even if you don't want to go to that extent i mean avocado just adds that creaminess and flavor and again it's green so you can have a bunch of fun with that so simple sides in addition to the that you've got a bit of sweet potato mash you've got some zucchini noodles you've got an avocado side and you've got a great quality protein for a kid that's a fantastic meal in fact you know by the way that's a fantastic meal for any of us but um but kids love it and then as we go down the line you know we're doing things like toasted cheese sandwiches now that's about as unhealthy in inverted commas as we would get in the sense that the cheese is dairy and some of our customers are very opposed to dairy but it's a grass-fed dairy out of out of new zealand i personally tolerate dairy just fine Uh, some of our customers do some some don't and we do the we do it on a gluten-free primal toast which is a superfood infused um 100 gluten-free toast it's made on uh coconut flour tapioca flour and almond flour now the kid the kids don't know that they just know it's a toasted cheese sandwich but it's got the cheese is as good as it can get and the the, the bread in inverted commas not really bread but what looks and tastes like bread is as good as it gets so they're getting something very familiar so with with really fussy kids that the zucchini noodles are even a step too far 
you've got an option for a snack or for lunch that is is surprisingly nutritionally diverse because of the superfood and seed mix in the bread. Gives them a little hit of protein, albeit dairy protein. I know not everyone's into that, but it's a grass-fed dairy protein, and it's so familiar. I mean, it's a toasted cheese sandwich. So we've we've got a mix of things that are maybe a little bit more adventurous and fun with some things that are extremely familiar. And um, we even do it. <laughs> we even do things like. Um, our dippers, so they're apple slices or carrot sticks, and we use an organic peanut butter uh, as the, the dipping pot. So no added sugar, no added salt, purely organic peanut butter. Now, again, not everyone loves peanuts. We, we have some of our customers won't get into legumes at all. But as, as from my from my perspective, if 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 you're going to run with something like a peanut butter, this is the very best version of that you can get. And they're dipping vegetables, fresh cut vegetables, into the peanut butter. So so there are some things on the menu that are not, and not that we're 100% paleo because we're because we're not. But there are things on the menu that if you were 100% paleo, you go, oh, peanut butter, that's a bit of a stretch, or you know, grass fed cheese. I'm not really 100% sure about that. But it is such a step in the right direction compared to what's what's out there. And for me, it's about taking taking your kids by the hand and getting them to take that first step across the bridge to a, to a whole new way of looking at food. If it takes something familiar and comforting to take that first step, then I'm all for it. And if at the end of that journey, they're wolfing down sweet potato mash and zucchini noodles, then happy days. Josh, you're going to make me just drive out of Macquarie right now to go get some food. I'm starving now. So uh, thank you so much. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you're running a business. I mean, obviously, that's the, the thing, too, as well. And it's great to be able to see these type of stores out there because obviously the market is determining that, you know, we need it. We definitely need it, especially, in, you know, you're located in a lot of, you know, so-called, quote, unquote, fast food places. And it's yeah. great to have a choice. And I love your store because every time I go there, you have a choice. Like it's like you can mix and match different things, you know, whether you're paleo, if you want to eat paleo, then you can, or if you don't want to, you want to add a little bit of different things, you can add it. So, which is great. But the problem is with running a business like this. Um, there are tons of copycats, right? There's a lot of people going, Hey, they're actually doing well. Let's copy them. And it's probably going to be pretty simple. And so there's going to be some problems with that. So as a consumer, I think it's important for them to know, not necessarily, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, just, just focusing on thrive, but I mean, as a consumer, we need to kind of know what's the difference between, Hey, say, you know, a big, large chain store decided to do, you know, healthy snacks or healthy food or healthy lunches. What's the difference between what you do? And you kind of mentioned that some of it already, but what are some of the things that you actually have to do as a, as a business owner to kind of stay ahead of the competition? So a, a great question, and, and it's something that I think we need to get better at sharing with our customers because what everyone's claiming to be healthy. And so, so the first question to ask is, is define health. And, and there's, a, there's an awful lot of people out there that will say healthy this or healthy that or our new healthy menu or you know, for spring, summer, we're doing healthy, blah, blah, blah. There's no substance to it at all, and they can't even answer that first question. So d- define health. What is, the, what is the, the, the foundational principles of health? If you're going to make that claim – Tell me what you mean by that. And most operators can't even answer that first question. The next question for me, and these follow-up questions are so important for all of us, not just for Thrive customers, but really anyone who's genuinely interested in health. What, so first question, what do you mean by healthy? And is, is that vegan? Is it vegetarian? Is it primal? Is it paleo? Is it just uh, a whole bunch of salad? Um, what, what does that actually mean? And then the follow-up question beyond that for me has to be, you know, like 
prove it. What work have you done to ensure that there isn't sugar in your salad dressings? How, how do I know that there's not canola oil or vegetable oil or any of the other omega-6 dominated problematic industrial oils that have snuck their way into the cooking process, into the, um, uh, the dressings of any of the salads or any of the condiments or any of the sauces? You know, how, show me the effort that you've gone to to audit your supply chain and are you prepared to guarantee it? I, I promise you, no one apart from us <laughs> could, could offer that at this point in time. So, so I think that, that the copycats are coming thick and fast. And after 15 years in the fashion industry where everyone copies everyone, it's a, it's a process I'm extremely familiar with. Unfortunately, we're at a fairly nascent stage of the development of this market and not enough of us are asking those critical follow-up questions. My fear is that we may end up with some of the backlash that occurred against the environmental movement when everyone from Greenpeace to, to Chevron were, you know, Shell were using the same words. And all of a sudden those words started to lose all meaning. Because if if everyone's environmental and you're an oil or you're an oil company or you're saving the whales and we're all we're all environmentally friendly, we're all green, well then what does green mean anymore? And and I, that's that is a concern for me that everyone's claiming to be healthy from McDonald's upwards. So so really, what's the what's the substance of the claim? But I think that's our responsibility as consumers. Well, it's my responsibility as a brand owner to, to better communicate what we do, and it's our collective responsibility as consumers to be intelligent and curious about the claims that we're we're swallowing hook, line, and sinker. So asking that follow up question, you know, tell me, great that it's healthy. What does that mean? And if they cannot tell you what, what, on what basis they're claiming it to be healthy and then demonstrate to you or at least, at least offer you a verbal assurance that no, there, there is no added sugar, the, the chicken has not been imported from China, the, um, the, there's, there's so much in the food court that we just horrify the average consumers to the quality of what they're eating. So I think that the effort that, that is going on in the background with us, and I, I hope it's happening with all of our competitors, but I, I, I don't know that it is, then that's, that's, that's what consumers deserve to know about. And if we're, if we're not able to communicate it to every single consumer every time, then I would encourage consumers who are genuinely committed to their health to ask that question. Yeah, that's great, Josh. And I think it's amazing what happens when you start asking those questions. Like, what are the ingredients? What did you cook with? And and so often, they either have no idea or they kind of just fluff around with an answer, which is really obvious that they have no idea. Yeah. And and, and yeah. so, it is worth asking those questions. And if the person, I guess then it, it comes down to the confidence then that if the person who is serving you doesn't know, then ask them to ask. And, you know, they yeah. might need to go out exactly. the back and ask the chef or more often they'll get out the packet that they put the product, you know, they got the product from, the source that came in a, you know, completely prepackaged packet and have to read all those ingredients. And it's amazing once you do that, what you see, oh, yes. no, it's the, a, the information it's a, you get, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's extraordinary. I mean, we've, we've had situations where, so, so we have a national supply agreement in place with, with, for all our dry goods and I won't, won't bore you with all the detail, but a, a, attached to that is a gluten-free promise and a no added sugar uh, promise. And even with that promise in place, with a contract with the supplier, we are occasionally delivered foods that don't, that don't comply. And, and we are all over it. Like our, our managers are, are trained to run through every order and make sure that there's nothing in there that, that doesn't comply. And I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm sure, I'm sure at some point something slipped through somewhere. But, but, but we are putting in all the effort known to man. And I know no one else is doing that. So if, if, if competitors of ours have not gone through their supply chain and contractually obligated their suppliers to only provide them with products that, that, that fit their health promise, 
then the supplier, you know, owing a duty to their shareholders to make as much money as possible, they're going to provide them with the crappiest food they can get away with because that's, that's the way capitalism works, whether we, whether we like it or not. So we've had to go to huge efforts to say we, we're prepared to pay a higher price because we absolutely need your assurance that it's going to meet this. And even then, sometimes they haven't met it. So I know how hard it is for us with multiple people looking at this all day long. So I think it's really important that consumers realize that it's not even necessarily malice on the part of other brands. You know, it's not, it's not that they're trying to harm you with, with dreadful food and tons of sugar and processed chemicals and all the rest of it. It's just that the effort involved in preventing that is huge because the entire supply chain is focused on providing you with shelf-stable food that will survive a nuclear holocaust that is as cheap to produce and distribute as possible so there's a, there is a it's a it's a fascinating area to get into but but really for, from a, a consumer's perspective just ask the question and to your point if if you're not satisfied with the answer even once you've escalated it to a manager or you sent an email to the the contact us address on the website or whatever if you're not satisfied at that point then maybe reconsider your, your purchasing decisions josh is it's it's fascinating to be able to hear that all of this because I really find it fascinating to hear the the back end because that's what most people don't think about. I mean, you know, let's face it. You know, when people would look for fast food, they're just looking for a quick bite to eat. And yes. to be able to get dive deep into understanding the supply chain and understanding where your food comes from, and you know, when you're cooking your, a meal at home, it's easier to think about those things. But when you're, you know, people on the go, uh, that you know, that's what you're servicing. And it, it's that they want to know that it's been taken care of. And I love business owners like yourself who actually have a purpose and actually have um, something, you know, you know, you're not just doing it for to making money. It's a, it's obviously it is a business, but at the end of the day, there's actually, um, you know, there's principles and philosophy behind it, which is what's really, really cool. So, um, you know, Josh, I'd love to just hear, you know, we only got like maybe a minute left. I'd love to hear what's your favorite meal uh, in, in Thrive? <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm a bit of a sucker for I, I sort of customize the bowls a little bit. So as you know, we've got signature bowls which we design for you, and then you can customize your own. I love sort of um, we, we've we called it a bit of a messy Mexican, but but I add to it a little bit. It's um, it's uh, uh, on the base, it's uh, brown and wild rice, and then some sweet potato mash. I use our our pulled uh, beef with the the barbecue sauce. I add a salsa and a sour cream, and it's actually uh, creme fresh at the moment. But it's about to become sour cream on the next menu, and some avocado and a bunch of jalapenos. And so it's this wow. sort of super healthy version of Mexican. I'm just having a bit of a Mexican moment at the moment. So. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, that sounds uh, so good right now. Yes, <laughs> so awesome. seriously, I, I might have to just jump, up, uh, get off this call, and just start driving. 22 minutes <laughs> on the train to Emporium. I might be heading in there. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I love. It. Oh, it's fantastic. I love that green smoothie, uh, green mango smoothie that you actually have. So it's fantastic. Oh, no, no, the salted caramel one. That's the best one. Oh, no, no. You guys are going to have to try it out and uh, check it out. And, no, no. Uh, salted caramel all the way. Josh, thank you so much for your time and, and your insight behind the industry, you know, that, uh, that a lot of us uh, either avoid or, uh, you know, you know, just dabble into but really now that uh thrive is out there i think it's really great for you know for us to be able to go to a, a shopping center and actually being able to get healthy food and also for our kids too so thank you so much for everything you do oh the absolute pleasure and thank you so much for having me back a second time it's a real honor so i, I appreciate it so uh josh where can we find your stores where can we find more about you tell us about uh, where people can find it 
Okay, so we have the, the three Sydney stores in the, in the CBD. We're at uh, Martin Place, Westfield Pitt Street, and then Suburban. We're at Macquarie in North Ryde. We're actually just taking possession of our fourth Sydney store in a couple of weeks uh, at Greenwood Plaza in North Sydney. So that'll be built over the next uh, couple of months. Uh, in Melbourne, we're just at the Emporium at this stage, but we've, we're looking at um, another two Melbourne stores for early next year. And then we open Chadston in September. And then in Queensland, we're in uh, Post Office Square, which is just off the mall in the CBD. And Canberra, we're in downtown uh, Canberra in the Canberra Centre. And we're looking for more sites really up and down the East Coast. In terms of Adelaide and Perth, they'll be, they'll be next. They're actually, it's, it's a totally different distribution arrangement for, for Adelaide and Perth. So we just need to um, make sure the supply chain is, is ready to, to move across the country. But I'd absolutely love to. I'm not just saying that because you're from Adelaide either, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I moved from uh, Perth to Sydney is because uh, I couldn't get it there. So uh, now I can. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thanks again, Josh. Really appreciate your time. Guys, make sure you join uh, join us on Facebook. Go to uh, facebook.com slash the wellness guys and the wellness coach. Actually, Josh, you actually have an Instagram uh, page that people can go to yeah, as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Thri- Thrive Me um, and the, the hashtag Thrive. You'll be able to find everything. Yeah, make sure you go to actually go to the uh, Wellness Couch uh, website. You can actually get the, the actual link. Thrive is actually T H R one V E dot me. You can go check that out, guys. Like I said, go to, like us on Facebook, like Thrive on Facebook themselves, on Instagram. Share this podcast with your friends, families, and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Give us a great rating and leave a comment on iTunes. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.